It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nation, welcome in to the CHGO Bulls podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. So close to gambling on football again. So close. I'm back. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join my guys here in studio. Big Dave. Bow. B-A-W-L Sports. Will the Goat Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. We He's are CHGO Bulls. Sarah on the controls today. And She's dope. very pleased to welcome back to CHGO Studios. You know him as the Bulls TV play-by-play man. In addition to his duties calling MLB and NFL games mm-hmm. for Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. The one, the only, Adam Amin. What What's up, buddy? You guys are adorable. Thank you so much. You guys make me feel so welcome. I love it. Thank you. Can you guys I me- are the best. Can I mess with Adam for one second? Oh, Please boy. do. Can I do this? When I pulled up today, mm-hmm. and I'm pulling in, and I saw Adam, you know, walking down. It's like, oh, man, I go Adam and me. Roll down my window like I was cool, right? Yeah. It's like, yo, Adam. Adam just looked at me, kept stepping. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. Adam big time me. Said, I dare you, little fella. To be fair. Look at me in my general direction. <laughs> I had sunglasses on. Fair. I had headphones on. Fair. And I had no idea where I was. <laughs> oh, and I didn't have my hat on. So I know, I know he was actually confused. I was like, trying what? very hard to like look at I was like, where is this street? I wouldn't have I recognized you without a hat either. I was here one time. I've been here one time. I have no clue where I am. I'm slightly confused. But, when so I, I did, but then I was like, it's freaking Dave, yeah. man. It was Dave the whole time. It was. I put my hat on, and mm-hmm. then I stopped again, and I'm like, Adam. And then I, was like, I looked at the car. Well, because you were on an angle, too. Yes. Because your windows are a little darker, so I couldn't yes. see through the front one. And I was yes. like. I thought I heard something, but I don't know if I hear you or if I hear whatever I'm, you know, the podcast I'm listening to. So I'm like, I I do that a lot now (laughs) because head on a swivel. I'm constantly like moving my head left and right because I, I'll, I think I'll hear something and I'll be like, you narcissistic ass. What's wrong with you? Nobody gives a a damn that you're here. And then the one time somebody will be like, Adam and me. And I'll turn. I'll be like, they didn't say anything. And then I'll double check. And then it'll be like a person with like a half a sad face looking because they think I'm completely ignoring them. I'm like... Oh my god! And I have to like turn around and. Run oh, you back were talking to me. I was like, I I apologize. Also, for my do own not confusion. feel an ounce of guilt for this crap that Dave is throwing at you right now because Dave I, is feeling a little sensitive. I today. call after him constantly when he doesn't hear me because he has headphones in, mm-hmm. and I often don't know that he has headphones in because of all the hair, all the gorgeous hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they, they're like, you know, the it's masked that yeah. he's wearing headphones. And these are black. Also. So I think yeah. he's just ignoring me mm-hmm. all the time. Yes. But well, he walked in today. And you got up, gave him a big hug, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, yeah, like he, about ten seconds later, Dave, literally Dave never was, does that. Dave was convinced that's like you didn't do that. He didn't for me, do it for I walked me. In, I walked in with Dave. <laughs> yeah. I was right behind you, yeah. and I didn't think Matt Adam, had seen Dave. Out of my way, Adam, one hundred percent. He did not do that for me. That's kind. Of, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm a little upset by that because <laughs> there's something. I really want to believe that every time any one of you walk uh-huh. in, the other two get up, walk yeah. over, well, yeah, when I make and my give way them to a him, hug. and I get to his corner where he is, then he stands up. Then he stands up. Oh, he right doesn't there. rush over. No, to, no, no rushing over. You know what I'm saying? No getting out of his chair. A lot of me, like, Say, there's oh a big guy. part of me that's like, now, my I, guy Chris, I'm Chris does it. that. My guy Chris over 
that he gets up and he rushes over. He sees me. He's like, hey, Dave's in the building. Let me go say what's up to my guy. He does it all the time. Matt, though, you know, he'll just say, now you come to me and then I will get all this love that you have, sir. But I will not go to you, you to, to earn receive the respect that love. Of, of the of, of, of the godfather over there. That's I what guess, it is, or, man. That's what it is. That's what you had to do. Well, I, I waited for I, you, though. So I, I, I waited for you to get out of your car. You and I was like, you did I'm going to give this man a big car. hug. He when, did. This all happened in the street in public. So yes, it was really nice. It was yes. a really nice moment. Hey man, if you're telling me that you want, it was a nice moment. Adam. More <laughs> eager hugging coming from my direction to yours. You just say the word. I just try not to overstep <laughs> the bounds of how often I want to hug you. Now right? that's fair. Now that's fair. If I gave Matt that permission, <laughs> Matt would hug me all the time. This that is, is why, very This true. is why boundaries are created. This, is, this is what it is. This is why it happens. <laughs> so we were at Summer League, you know, uh, last month. We got to hang out with all the other people from our All City Network in, in, you know, Denver and Phoenix. All of them say the same thing. They're like, yo, Big Dave is the best hugger on the planet. <laughs> I, I'm I, like, yeah. I Imagine look getting those like it. four or five times a week. I look forward Big to Dave's it every, hugging every time. hugging prowess is well reported. <laughs> yes, it, yes. Happens, it happens maybe three or four times a year, and I look forward to it every Thank time. Thank you, Thank you. I appreciate that. It's very kind. Very, very kind. I know uh, Adam and me. Adam means here. We're going to get Adam's thoughts on the Bulls offseason, the season ahead. But before that, we did also want to talk to you about what, in case you don't follow Adam on Instagram, you can, Adam Amin, what appears to be a, a rejuvenated hobby of yours in the sure. world of mu live music and DJing. Can you please just uh, let us know? Sarah's going to share some, uh, some stills from people watching along on YouTube. It sounded from uh, something else I saw from you that you used to be really into DJing and then it sure. sort of took a backseat to your career, but you've discovered, rediscovered it and you've been spending a lot of time this summer when you have time DJing just for fun and then also sometimes at concerts. Well, where, where did this DJing stuff come from? It was just, it was something I did for a long time when I was, I told the story a little bit earlier when I was 12, uh, I got a, a B96 CD for mm. uh, my birthday mm. and a year later, after my brothers got tired of hearing me constantly play it over and over again, they bought me turntables and a mixer, and I started doing it when I was 13. Another brother of mine was a like a wedding DJ and mm -hmm. did like weddings and bar mitzvahs and worked for a, a company and like a service. So I eventually got to do weddings and parties and things of that nature, mm -hmm. and I did everything in my high school and uh, did a bunch of stuff in college. And it was basically how I paid for like my first my freshman year of college. Wow! A lot of that money came from doing this stuff. Wow, uh, so damn through, talented. Through, through high school and stuff. So, And then eventually I had to stop, or, or at least took, it took a, a huge backseat mm -hmm. when I started this career, which I'm thankful and fortunate to have. And mm -hmm. when you get a little bit of time and you need a break, you know, and I'm not, I wasn't feeling burnt out or anything by any mm -hmm. means, but it's always nice when you get to about the end of NBA season and I go pretty much right into baseball and I need a little bit of, of a buffer, something, mm -hmm. something creative, an outlet. I'm sure all of us feel the necessity to find something other than just what we do for a job because when you have when you do something for a living, even if you love it, and I know you guys love this, I love my gig, it's still there's weight on it, mm -hmm. additional weight that comes to it because it's like, well I have to do this because it you know, I I get paid to or right. it takes care of my family. Whatever it is. All there for any number of obvious and logical and you know, perfectly understandable reasons. So just to have something that has essentially no stakes to it whatsoever, mm -hmm. like doing this is for me, it's for fun. It's just something that I've enjoyed getting to do again in a creative way. And it's fun to do it in front of other people and to do it with people that like the same kind of music or, mm -hmm. or appreciate the type of vibe you're setting up with the music that you play. Like it's nice to be around that and you know, it's going to go away eventually because well, as we were talking about, like we're, basically 10 days away from the start of football mm -hmm. like the hall of fame games tomorrow oh. like we're a oh, week and a half away from yes. bears titans yeah that we'll have locally here in chicago like mm -hmm. it's here it's already here i've got a baseball game tomorrow i've got usa basketball on monday Flex. and then an nfl game next saturday like mm -hmm. we're back into the grind of it so it was nice for even for a couple of months to have something to just do that wasn't this did you are you completely self-taught? You said your brothers got you the turntable. Yeah, I mean, I, there That's wasn't crazy. as there wasn't as much information out there when I first started doing it. Right. And I remember going to like a British website mm -hmm. of some like pub DJ in London, and he had a blog, and I learned how to do it by reading this blog. Wow. <laughs> and he would just detail like, well, here's the equipment that you have, and here's what this you know f fader does, and here's what this volume thing is and here's what this pitch does and here's how the sound is going to change when you manipulate this and 
I and I just watch it. There wasn't there, you didn't have access to like this, this stuff on YouTube. Like which again, I, I shot this with some of the guys who do uh, content for the Bulls. They are mm-hmm. incredible and talented and creative people, and uh, it's just as much a showcase for what they can do as what we got to do musically. But mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much information out there now. So many ways to learn. You can watch a TikTok video and learn how to do any number of things sure. on this planet. And at the time, there just wasn't that same level of resource available. So a lot of it, I, don't, I wouldn't say self-taught, mm-hmm. but a lot of it is just trial and error. Yeah. And I had to kind of relearn a lot of the stuff now because the technology is completely different now than it was when I first started doing it or even when I stopped doing it. So it was kind of a, a brand new process for something new, which also, I think, hit the creative spot that I was trying to hit. Mm. You know, like I was trying to learn something new, so. Mm. I have so many questions. I'm a music <laughs> dude. <laughs> so all good. Questions. I'm going to try to keep them short. <laughs> um, one, why do you choose earbuds over the usual over-ear headphones? Because usually most DJs go over the ear, but sure. you're going with earbuds. What's I saw I, I saw a DJ, uh, I think his name is James Hype, mm-hmm. and he was using those, and I have those, because th- those are the same things I use for TV, like, wow, okay. and I happened to have them. I was like, well, let's try it and see if it works. I really liked it, mm-hmm. and the big thing for me was, like, I also know I'm not in my 20s anymore. Like, I'm 36. Like, Turn if, it down, kids. Like, that, those things are in my ears, which shields so much more noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, like, just old man in me more than anything else. So it's just, like, dual, I... Dual function as also dual just earplugs. Like, basic, yeah. Yes. Yes. There was the first, like, show I went to. So two of the guys that really helped me out are two guys that are DJs at the Bulls games. Mm-hmm. DJ Flipside and Flip DJ side, Metro. Shout out. Yeah, Flipside and Metro. Uh, Vince and Chris, two mm-hmm. incredibly talented individuals. Chris is about to get ready to play Lollapalooza tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both kind of giving me a little bit of advice, and as I tried to, I, as I would go shadow them, I, like they were cool enough to come to this gig and watch us, watch me do this in person. So I watched. And the first thing I did was go to the sound guy and go, do you have any earplugs? <laughs> I feel like the oldest, least cool person in this. But I'm, I swear, I'm not even, I don't like going to clubs. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, don't like does? it. Yeah. I well, don't. Young never people, did. I guess. I, never did. It's the same way. And people are like, well, why do you do? It's the same way I say, I actually don't like going to games mm-hmm. as a fan yeah. that much. Like, I, I'll go if, if the company's I'm, good, I'm so if, with if you're you. with your friends, all <laughs> that so stuff. But, like, I don't like going to games that much. Mm-hmm. But I love calling games. Mm. I don't like going to clubs. And, like, I'm, I'm kind of an introvert in a lot of ways. Yeah. I'm kind of antisocial at times. I but I love the music and performing mm-hmm. in this fashion. So... I, I'm a performance junkie, basically. Mm. It's not... I mean, this is what we talked about last summer, right? With our musical theater backgrounds right. yeah, and things yeah. like that. Like, this is the type of stuff that I just like performing and broadcasting. And this mm-hmm. this thing happened to be, like, the two outlets that I am comfortable doing. In. So the type of music that you your go-to, what is it for you? It's... it's uh, I'm from... When you're from here, you've listened to house music. Yeah, if you're is. from here, you're mm-hmm. very... Uh, it's very... You're very liable to become a huge fan of it. So yeah. for me, it's, it's house music and then variants of it. And the thing I like to do is try to find other things, other genres. Like, this is what open format DJs do. Like, mm-hmm. uh, A-Track is, like, one of my favorite DJs A-track. ever. Yes, like, sir. he's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like, bringing other styles and other genres of music, acapellas from other genres, mm-hmm. things that people... I, I like kind of a big tent, you know? Mm-hmm. I like having music that I like, but having hooks or acapellas or lyrics or stuff that I know everybody likes or a lot of people like, so that they kind of turn around and go, well, that's interesting. Right. What is this? Right. And maybe you hook them for a few minutes at a time. And Slap it's, it's like, the beat. Yeah. yeah, you try, you try to expand. Like mm-hmm. it, it's very much at like a mic. It's, it's like a, a microcosm of like what I am as a person. Like mm-hmm. I like doing a lot of different sports and I like doing, you know, I, I like a lot of different styles of music and I mm-hmm. like a lot of different foods. And it's just, I, yeah. I like experiencing a lot of different things. A lot of uh, our Bulls fans watching along in the comments. A, happy to see you here. Mm-hmm. Everybody giving you some love. Also, uh, Anthony's curious if uh, your guy, Stacey King, has given you a DJ nickname yet. Mm. <laughs> the king <laughs> of nickname what giving. What a good question. question. Yeah, uh, he, a very question. he is not. Uh, he loves it, too, by the way. He thinks it's really funny. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Brady, our, our producer, came out to one of, one of our, the events I was playing. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. I was like taking video and sent, and he, you know, the three of us are in a group chat. So we're always constantly talking about something. And every day there's a, a new meme or a GIF or a video that Stacy created where our heads are on different people's yes. bodies from different scenes <laughs> and different movies yeah. uh, that is now in the group chat. Uh, I, I've, people have asked me that I just, I don't have the time or the energy to manage a persona. <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> this is who I am. And I do this one thing and I do this other thing. And it's yeah. just the same guy doing it. I'm just going to go home after it. I'm identifying done. with so much of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of separating work life and, and things you do for fun, uh, our guy Clem, shout out, uh, Clem over in France wants to know if you ever splice in any Ray Clay or, you know, series by Alan Parsons project <laughs> into what you're spinning. It just seems or, or like is a logical. too much like work life and I almost feel like the streams are crossing a little bit too much at right, that point. Yeah, but, yeah it's under, <laughs> but it's it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. No, I did tell I did tell Stacy that if I ever got to play like a really big show at some point, just in the future, mm -hmm. you know, five years from now or something like that, where there was where I had to create visuals for it as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I would ask Stacy to do the intro for it because I think it would be really, <laughs> That'd be really cool. I think it'd be really hype. I That'd think be it'd dope. be. I mean, he, the man knows how to get a crowd into it. So, so what's the what's the dream gig for you? Like, what's the place you want to play? I mean, I don't think there. I don't know if there's much of a dream gig for mm -hmm. this, just because I don't know what it would be. Like, mm -hmm. I've. Cause I can't uh, see you at the chosen few, bro. I, I can see that. Happen. I mean, I would love to get be it like just to, just to play like a Lollapalooza type of event yeah. you know yeah. like a just a big festival or a big concert mm -hmm. or something it doesn't I, I'm not delusional or something like that this isn't a midlife crisis or something that I'm like <laughs> I'm giving up my broadcasting career to go focus on this thing yeah it's it's more so just like I would love to keep doing it because it's something I enjoy it's a really really fun creative outlet for me I've met a lot of great people through it yeah which is just fun too like it's it's nice to kind of expand your horizons and meet new people as well and if I could do it during the summertime and or even during the during the season, like if mm -hmm. there's a random day, but, you know, just have a spot somewhere in the city where you get to play every week or every couple of weeks or, you know, a couple of times a month. I think that'd be that'd be like ideal. I like, that. I like that. Do you find uh, DJing or broadcasting to be? one more challenging than the other in a specific kind of way, you know, talking just a little bit about the, the blend and crossovers of various types of performance. I've seen some of your diligent note-taking and prep work for <laughs> yes. when you're about to call a game. Yeah. My God. Whole, like, I feel like I do prep work for our shows, like, and I see your prep him. work for a broadcast, Lord. and I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. But I feel like maybe DJing is a bit more improvisational, is is that is that accurate? Is it does one take more work than the other? I think the same way that you have confidence being improvisational during a broadcast is when I feel the most prepared, mm. when I have enough of a background or enough information to work off of. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is just entry points. Yeah. So the more you prep, like I think if you know the sport, you can walk in and call a game. It's not like it's it's not rocket science by any mm -hmm. means the reason we prep is to have context and to have an understanding as to why things happen and so we can maybe give a better feel of a of the story of a game over the course of a, of a night mm -hmm. like i think it's just it's it, it's more engaging mm -hmm. and it's subtle it's not stuff that most fans would worry about or think about that much but if you like somebody or you like the style with which they broadcast if you like stacy because his energy comes from a certain place that matches something that you're thinking about. If I, if I do something or if I say something or have a good call or have a good story or something that connects with an audience, that comes from a place of, of preparation. Like for me, that's where that comes from to know why something is important to add the right amount of energy. And I'm not saying I get it right all the time. Nobody does, yeah. but that's the goal, right? It's, it, you're, you're trying to create that. The only reason you can do that though is from some level of understanding. So mm -hmm. for the music side of it, it is very improvisational. You're doing a lot of stuff on the fly, but you can only do that if you know the music itself, you know Facts. the track itself, you yes. know where the ins and outs of the track it, uh, track are, when the break comes uh, comes up, when the vocal comes in. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want is to have two songs with vocals clashing with one another. Mm -hmm. Like that, that just sounds bad if you're at a mm -hmm. club, if you're in a bar, if yeah. you're hanging out at home. Mm -hmm. It sounds bad. So how do you avoid that? You got to know when it is, when it comes, and it's the same way. That that's the the crossover of it, mm -hmm. and then the difference is what you said, Matt. I think there's a lot more improvisation when it comes to the musical side of it. Do you have anything that you're like specifically working on to improve or like hit some sort of goal that's like, I want to be able to do this aspect of it? 
I, I think when I if I see somebody do something, I go, "Can I do that? Is that cool? Is like like I want to try it." And then I fail miserably at it, and it's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do that." And then I go, "Like I didn't know how to scratch yeah. for yeah. years, yeah. or I thought I did, and I did not." Mm-hmm. And then I mentioned uh, Metro mm-hmm. Chris. He mm-hmm. he taught me one trick, and it completely blew my mind. And I was like, "Oh, that's how I should have been doing it for the last 15 years right. of my yeah. life." So, right. like. I learned something new and got to apply it and and I feel much more confident about it now mm-hmm. than I did before. So I I like learning new things. A lot of it though is kind of experimenting with this song or mm-hmm. that song or let me go back and listen to this Prince song or yeah. uh, this song from you know Belle Biv DeVoe and see if I can get this vocal clip into mm-hmm. another song or whatever it is and like that's the that's the fun part of the music side of it. So mm-hmm. it's yeah there are some skills that I'm I'm learning because you just watch people and go wow that's really cool I, w- I would like to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what I like is just the musical side of it mm-hmm. just having a music background like i really like kind of hopping around mm-hmm. from genre to genre and kind of doing some of the studying of that there's mm-hmm. an interesting comment here in, uh, from a different adam adam bozak saying you got to base your selections uh on what the crowd is giving you yeah. not pre-planning sets but prep is key prep. that that just made me you know think of something interesting like what is it like to feel the vibe uh change or the energy change when you're DJing in front of a large crowd of people, even as you say, oh, I got, I'm an introvert. I'm not there to be in the club. Yeah. But you can still probably feel the energy change compared to when you are right there on the sidelines at the Madhouse and the energy changes with a big momentum swing in a, in a, you know, in a basketball game. Right. I can feel it in a game and I can't, I don't know if I have a great grasp of it because I haven't done this very much. You know, yeah. like the, I've, I've, you know, just got back into it this past summer. So it, that's been like a really cool scary insecure thing yeah. <laughs> to learn again is like how do i read what this person wants or what the energy has shifted like here and like that's that's fun that's yeah. but it's really nerve-wracking like trying to read a crowd or read a room and be like oh they like this let's see if i can give them more of of this or mm-hmm. wow this is going on way too long i need to cut out of this or move to a different part of a song so that you know, like the energy doesn't drop too much. Like, mm-hmm. and, and watching, going to see some of the real professionals do this live. Yeah. And why they're so good right. is they know how to program the, the right song at the right time by looking at the people who mm-hmm. are in this corner of the room. Let me give them something in that corner of the room or in the middle of the dance floor. They seem to really be mm-hmm. set. Let mm-hmm. me kind of focus on like right. I, it, it's fascinating watching people who really know how to do this, do this, do this. It's like any other job when you see somebody in their element do something that they know like they're really good at and you can kind of sense it like it's really fun to watch other people do it so for me i'm still new at that and it's nerve-wracking and it's uh, again another cool like challenge what's the what's the go-to song for you what's the one you playing no matter what oh uh, man that joint on man i mean please say alicia myers i was <laughs> <laughs> If I like playing the percolator, never goes bad in Chicago. <laughs> Admittedly, like it's like I have I have a whole like um, I have a whole like just folder of just Chicago yeah like house and juke and, yeah. and like oh, like stuff like that. Like, There's I just with some. I bet you could probably guess two oh or three God. easily. And it's just like yeah, anytime you're in Chicago and you yeah. play one of these, I feel like a crowd really will Fact. go over. Yeah, it'll yeah. go over very well with a crowd. So no question at all. Uh, all right, we uh, we'll take our first break here. When we come back, we'll actually start getting some uh, Adam's thoughts on what's going on with our beloved. Bulls. While we are sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a quick simple favor. Hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. Give our guy Adam Amin some of that love in the form of upward trajectory shaped thumbs. We love those thumbs, folks. And if you aren't already, go ahead and subscribe to the CHO Sports YouTube channel. <laughs> What's so funny, Dave? No, keep going. <laughs> with you. Today's I'm show with is you. brought to you in part by our dear friends at Goose Island Beer yeah. Company. Beer. Chicago's beer since 1988. They have an impeccable beer roster, including this right here, Goose IPA, that I'm enjoying mm. on this Wednesday afternoon. Feeling that? A six-time gold medal winner. It's a lot of rings. At the Great American Beer Fest. The Michael Phelps of IPAs. Mm. Always in style. Citrus aroma and a bold hop finish. Plus the even more potent and delicious beer hug line. You got the neon beer hug, the hazy beer hug, the tropical beer hug. Mm-hmm. Watch yourself with those. One will send you a good long way because they're all like eight, <laughs> nine and a half, ten percent. Facts. Big Dave calls the them Herb Lawrence. The Herb, the Herb Lawrence. Lawrence. The Herb Lawrence. Goose Island beers. He chugged three of them. 
That he does. In under a minute. And after every Cubs W, you get to watch our pal Cody chug out of a beer bat mm-hmm. a delicious crispy 312 Weed Ale. He does that. And then there's me and Big Day's personal favorites, the Full Pocket Pills. New this year, the uh, everyday beer. It's what the brewers are drinking, mm-hmm. and it's what those of us who want to be cool like brewers mm-hmm. drink to drink like what the brewers are drinking. Yeah. So yeah, grab out. yourself an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Ave in Lincoln Park or from their tap room right around the corner here on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, mm-hmm. Chicago's beer. That's what it is. Cheers to you. After you drink your beer, though, as I already broke wheel. Because <laughs> I'm coming right to the goat to talk about the perfectly coiffed king over there. Mm. That young man. Got to have that AG1 in the system. Every day. Got to have it. You can't just come out the house looking amazing like that. You can't come out writing all the things that he does so awesomely. You can't come out looking like Maverick from Top Gun without (laughs) your AG1. True. You got to have it. And who sells this? He knows this. Gets more ridiculous every day. (laughs) (laughs) But I've told no lies. (laughs) These are all facts. Man, if I lie, man. I've never heard you lie once in my life. Not one time. It's not what I do. Not what I do. Get outrageous, but I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> he's awesome. And he's awesome because he loves the AG1, just like everyone should love the AG1 because it's a lot of things that you can also drink with that AG1, but none of them are going to give you those vitamins. None of them are going to give you those nutrients. None of them are going to give you the Lord have mercy adaptogens. You got to have them all. Those 75 high-quality ingredients, y'all. The energy, the focus, the strength, and the clarity are all wonderful things you will get with your AG1. Will, you had your AG1 this morning? You know it. Will, will you have your AG1 tomorrow? You know it. Oh, it don't, don't stop. Here's the, there's a reason I don't want to look at him. <laughs> it's because he's glowing. <laughs> it's a mesmerizing I'm massage man some of it into my face, my hair. Again, Will, it doesn't make you glow green like Alphabet. It just, just you glow. Just, no, mm-hmm. it's just like a, a healthy. Beautiful. I meant, yeah, I meant like a not a, a nuclear glow. green glow. <laughs> it's a healthy, yes. a healthy glow. Yes. Turn into the Hulk. <laughs> Turns into the Hulk. See, Will, no lies, just ridiculous. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> no lies, just ridiculous, sir. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then try AG1. Get yourself a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five of those free AG1 travel packs mm. with your first purchase. All you do is go to drinkag1.com. Slash. Ah, CHGO Bulls. That's drinkag1.com. Slash. CHGO Bulls. And check it out because it's AG1, y'all. You scoop it, you dump it, you shake it, you drink it. Then what you do, Goat? You feel it. That's what you do. I made that up, Adam. That was really strong. <laughs> we, we haven't all done that one in a while. That I know it's very been a good. All across AG1, the back in the rotation, baby. Back in there. Be ready, Sarah. <laughs> you know I'm coming to you. Yes, Dave. I also drank my AG1s this morning. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Thanks for asking. I'm proud of you, Matt. Did you drink it yesterday? Every day, baby. Every day. Every day. You ain't missed since you started. Yeah. My man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going camping this weekend. You know uh, I'm bringing me some travel packs. All right. I'm proud of you, man. You want to know what Dave did for me the other week before I went out to California? <laughs> what did he do? It was the last show that we did, and I was leaving the office, and I was like, all right, I'll see you guys in a week, you know, give, giving him a big hug because we love Dave big hugs. And as I'm walking out, he goes, Will, I got something for you. And it was just a giant, a giant box full of travel packs. Oh, he just knew what I needed. It's very sweet. In that very moment. <laughs> Wait, you got a secret stash of you travel got a packs? Stash Don't worry me. about how I do things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just know it's love involved. That's, that's, that's how I know you still got a, a, a secret 12 pack of that goose no plans hiding in your house somewhere. <laughs> First of all, you think that thing is still be around? <laughs> that, that no plans will be Maybe you're rationing them. Uh, that thing will be out of there, buddy. I promise just, you that. If I ever see you drinking one of those again, I'm coming at you. You should, because I'll have one for you. You better. Yeah, here you, you go, man. Freaking better. Charging at me with your hat in your hand, ready to throw it. Take this right there it is. Here. I was waiting for it. I was, one, I was wondering when it would come, and it... He don't disappoint. 427. 427. Right. He's wondering when it was going to come. Time of hat. 427. Time of hat. T-O-H. T-O-H. 427. If I'm throwing hats in in late July, early August, it's it's a problem. It is. It still happens sometimes. We don't know if it's half of your sad now. It's just a part of you, man. Um, Okay, Adam. Let's let's start with guys who are still here because of some moves this offseason. Nikola Vucevic and Kobe White. And much more recently, Io DeSumo all signing new deals to yep. stick around. 
Hashtag continuity. Um, are you glad to see all three of those guys back? Are you surprised to see any of those three back? I think most everything we heard sounded like the Bulls and Vooch, though they didn't get that extension done a year ago. We're working together to get that done. Some people weren't sure if Kobe was going to flirt around and get sure. a better deal somewhere, and the same thing with Io. I think the biggest surprise was Kobe because I wasn't sure what the level of investment was going to be for him, and I didn't know what the market was going to be mm. for a player like Kobe because you know you you've and again I'm not saying anything that none of, that, that any of you don't already know. Just kind of seeing the ups and downs over the course of the, the four years he'd been in Chicago, trying to figure out what is his role, what it, where is his strength, where is the spot that a he feels most comfortable in and the team and the organization feels most comfortable in. And then you also have to figure out what does he want? Mm -hmm. What does he want to do in terms of being on the floor? What number of minutes? What kind of role are we looking at? So he was the one that was most surprising to me, not because I didn't think he would want to come back or that he shouldn't come back. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know how it, what the market was going to be for, for Kobe. I'm really happy that he's back, especially based on the last... 70%, 65% of the season that we saw where he really hit this major growth uh, and, and jumped, I think, probably as much as he had at any point in the first four years, right? Like, we know his, I think his three-point shooting has taken a little bit of a step back, although he's still a very streaky shooter, so at his best, he can have a really solid three, four, five game run, um, you know, carry you for a couple of weeks with mm -hmm. his shooting. That's true. But... It, it was it, it was probably the most growth, the biggest jump that we had seen from him at any point as a playmaker, and I think defensively as well, because you really start started to see him take on the challenge mm -hmm. of trying to guard some of the higher level scorers on opposite uh, on opposing teams. Mm -hmm. You saw him be a little bit more aggressive, but smartly aggressive as a defender, trying to jump into passing lanes and get steals that way. I liked his aggressiveness going to the paint a little bit more because he seemingly felt a lot more comfortable mm -hmm. with his handle. You know, we, we kept plugging uh, uh, Johnny Dribble too much, you know, yeah. uh, his, his, his <laughs> uh, handles coach who, you know, he worked with and has worked with a bunch of other NBA guys as well. He's very, obviously, he's done some very good work. Mm -hmm. And Kobe's comfort level clearly just... Ex, you know, it went up in, in a very quick, exponential manner in just a short period of time. So I thought what he did was really pleasant as a surprise, and I was really happy that the Bulls were able to stick with him because what you're hoping for now is that he starts to that the, the trajectory stays a little bit steeper for the next two or three years. Yeah, when we um when we were coming in, we talked about uh, the question I, I had asked uh, yesterday about Kobe White, you yeah. kind of wanted to get into that. Um, just where do you feel Kobe White is, uh, where he should be, if, even if he shows himself to be the best point guard on this team? Do you feel like if that's the case, he should be the starter? Or if that's the case, he still is a better fit coming off the bench, a la like a guy like Ben Gordon, who I thought was the best guard. Sure. But obviously he fit better coming off the bench. I think it, it's going to have a lot to do with what the personnel looks like early. And the other element to this, and this is for any point guard, and you could talk about this at the highest levels with Chris Paul going to Golden State. Mm, and I would love yeah. to hear what you guys have to say about this. because <laughs> I, I forget that that's a real thing. It's a real thing. That's yeah. a thing that's that a, happened Chris in the Paul last two months. That <laughs> <laughs> Chris Paul plays with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. So in the upside down. Yeah, it's, it, this is, it was a very interesting offseason. Yeah. But the biggest problem that we've seen with the Bulls, and maybe the big, maybe and it's not even a problem. When Lonzo Ball was healthy, we saw how, how everybody kind of gelled together, right? Sure. You need a crux. You need a glue guy, mm -hmm. whatever that, that glue guy does for you. And for this particular group, I think you need to have a playmaker, ball handler, and proper distributor, meaning right time, right situation mm -hmm. to the right guy i i don't know what it's going to take for kobe white to earn the respect i'm not saying he's being disrespect i'm saying right. to be in that position yeah where if it's two minutes two and a half minutes left in a four-point game mm -hmm. and the next four possessions you absolutely need to score to make sure you're in the best position possible to win the game are demar Derozan and zach levine going to trust kobe white to make the right play to get them in the right set, to set up the, the defense to create the best matchup possible, mm -hmm. and are they going to be able to corral all the emotion that comes with being in those tight moments where they've thrived right. for good portions of time, both Levine and especially DeRozan, 
they're the clutch guys. But what do we see all the time? A lot of iso ball, a lot of iso yeah. ball. And I'm not saying it doesn't work or can't work, but you have to have some level of versatility to your sure. offense, even in tight game situations. And I think earning the respect of the guys around him, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take consistent play. And I wonder if maybe that's why Kobe White will start the season as the the guy coming off the bench with the second unit but as the point guard to say you are the ball handler mm -hmm. for this second unit whether it's you caruso uh patrick williams runs with the with, with the second unit for a little while as well in yeah. stagger io maybe plays the two guard instead of running the point uh take a little bit of pressure off him maybe he can focus a little bit more on defense where you know there is still i think a lot uh, a lot of positive there mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things that we can figure out but it's going to take fast consistent reps mm -hmm. and some trust in tight game situations and and you can't predict when you're going to get those opportunities it's, it's really interesting you bring that up because well, we were sitting here doing a post game show after their uh, game two play in loss to Miami mm -hmm. and a lot of Bulls fans were saying why the heck was Kobe White not on the floor late in that sure. game when you need a bucket Billy Donovan was asked at the end of the season about Kobe's future before he had even you know resigned to stick around saying can he be this team starting point guard next season? Can he compete for that role in training yeah. camp? And Billy kind of gave a, a waffling answer that sounded optimistic, but still far from certain. And then we were just talking on our show yesterday about the fact that one of the biggest reasons the Bulls went from six seed to losing their way out of the play-in is they went from winning a lot of tight games yep. two years ago to losing a lot of tight yep. games this past season. And who is that floor general down the stretch of these close games? Yeah, and I think I, I think Javon Carter, you bring him in for two reasons. One to handle, mm -hmm. one and two to play defense. He is a dog on defense, as we've mm -hmm. seen many times. You know, Proviso East guy, like really did a great job in his role in Milwaukee and obviously wants to expand that as a starter. I also think that you have an improved defender, not a great defender yet, but a good, improving defender in Kobe White, mm -hmm. an elite defender in Alex Caruso, mm -hmm. a defender in Io that, that I do think can give you something, especially maybe not against the number one guard on, on an opposing team, uh, or maybe not guards that are necessarily bigger than him. Like, he, he did well against, like, the Trey Youngs of the world, yeah, guys oh, that he can out, outmatch a little bit physically because right. uh, Io plays with a, a really good level of physicality. Yeah. But there are some guys that are just a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, sure. and I think he had, had some struggles with some of those players. But there are a lot of guys where he can do well against. And I think if you can formulate a really good second unit with Drummond, somebody as, as your stretch for maybe again I, I would love to see Patrick Williams stay in the game after some of the starters have come out because I imagine mm -hmm. he's still your starting four mm -hmm. stay in the game and stagger with some of the bench guys and maybe come up with a defensive unit that could be really really good mm -hmm. right if Kobe continues to improve Caruso you you have as an elite level guy Carter's a really solid defender Torrey Craig's a really good defender yes. at his best his numbers have gone down the last couple of years mm -hmm. but a couple of years ago Phoenix Milwaukee like the, the teams would use him as a defensive stopper on yeah. certain guys in certain stretches of games so I think this could and Drummond while he's not the best rim protector he's 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 a steal a game guy for a thousand plus games in his career that's yeah. really hard to get from that position so sure. just at least some awareness defensively I think you can you you have options to create different types of lineups but you're gonna have to manage ego you're gonna have to manage reps you're gonna have to manage minutes you're gonna have to manage tight game situations and you are gonna have to put the right guys on the floor and I think that's why Billy Donovan's job this year is as important as maybe any of the years that he's been with this organization because there's going to be more management of the personnel that this team is going to be running with seemingly this year it's true you've been true. talking about the defense you've been talking about Kobe and his growth I'm curious because I'm jealous you get to sit courtside. You got the best seat in the house. But I think that also gives you an opportunity to kind of hear what the players are saying uh, to, to sort of have a better view and understanding of the communication that needs to go on in order to execute at a top five sure. defensive level, which they did last year. Maybe it's Kobe. Maybe it's just anybody on the roster in general. Um, has anybody really impressed you the way that they've like communicated quarterback the defense um, and maybe with Kobe specifically have you kind of noticed growth on that end and just what you can hear and see from that close up it's it's frustrating at times honestly and I know Stacy's talked about this too where it's a very at, at times at its worst last year and more so early in the season than late but it is a theme for this team they're a very quiet team mm -hmm. it's not a loud 
communicative defensive group. They were mm-hmm. just really, I think they were talented at a lot of different spots yeah. and guys played very well at times and that allowed them to be a better defensive team. But, and again, when Beverly got there, he was a communicator. He yes. was a guy, obviously, <laughs> like, again, we're not saying anything that, that you guys don't already know. Mm-hmm. It, it was so obvious to see how much of a difference a player like Beverly made on the defense, not because he's that much more athletic or that much better or that much more aggressive than anybody else you're going to put out there, but he is a, a, a relentless worker mm-hmm. and he was a communicator and that made it easier. Alex Caruso, it's so obvious the difference that he makes when he's on the floor and you can hear him when he's off the floor as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. And I would love to see that be an attribute of Patrick Williams a little bit more. He's, I, I think he's a great kid. He's a a great teammate to have if you're a veteran player like that's the kind of younger player you want because he's going to take your your words to heart he's going to take teaching to heart he's going to try to apply it as soon as possible mm-hmm. but you got to talk like you can't like the best defensive teams never shut up mm-hmm. like they're constantly just you hear chirping you hear i got it. yeah. it's annoying yeah. to hear if you're an opposing team <laughs> well, and opposing bulls fans coach. remember hearkening back to the days of the tibbs defense Con- and heard, joe keem and luol out heard, there and five heard, guys on a string and a lot of talk a lot of talking ice, and you always ice, heard tibbs ice. yeah you always heard all of every command he would bark out and 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 billy billy does try to communicate as well but like you need it needs to be everybody this isn't that's an all or nothing proposition if you have good communication as a team or bad communication as a team Mm. because you can have individuals do it you can have individuals be loud be encouraging be smart in terms of what they're doing to as you said quarterback the defense but it's got to be everybody you all have to be in on this otherwise you're you're not the missing links add up over the course of possessions in an NBA game, especially with the level of pace that we play with in, in the modern game. And I, and I also find that so interesting because it doesn't have to be as bombastic as Patrick Beverly was. Oh, sure. Lonzo sure. isn't like that. Shout out. Lonzo isn't like that. Um, Lonzo is not a guy who's going to yell at you, but he will communicate to you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? What you're supposed to do. So it doesn't matter the type of communication that has to happen, but it definitely has to be constant. Um, we've seen Ayo try to do it, you know, last year yep. where he would pull guys to the side, you know, and speak to them in that way. But I think you're, you're dead on. Like, it just has to be constantly talking to those guys like that. I talk about this all the time when we went to the game in Minnesota and we kind of sat behind you yeah. and and I'm just yelling at Patrick Williams just <laughs> positive affirmations but I'm yelling at him to the point where he turns around like who is this <laughs> and I'm like it's me dude don't dominate nobody can stop you you know and I'm saying that and I'm watching the way he played he actually played really yep. well that game you know but it has to be something that is a constant reinforcement you know to those guys and I think that's pretty evident and I'm hoping guys like Tory Craig can provide those kind of things. I don't know if Javon is that kind of guy. I've never really heard it. You know what I'm saying? We'll find out, obviously. But I'm hoping that those guys can bring that also. And listen, you're not, you're never going to get it all the time from everybody. I'm just, but but the mentality of it has to be encouraged. And and this is the other thing too. I, I I hear our buddy, Jason Goff, who's just runs runs that pregame show so well. And Mm -hmm. those guys are, are so much fun to work with. And Jay was saying something along the lines of like your best players also have to be your best something else Mm. you know and some sometimes it's your best defender sometimes Mm. it's your hardest worker it's the guy that you know they have aspects of that you know Mm -hmm. zach levine's your probably your best scorer what else is he the best at and he's good at a lot of different things i want him to become the best at something else too right that's when your team you could say with demar yeah i mean best isolation scorer best footwork score whatever and then also best work ethic best work ethic best veteran presence exactly like you're doing your i just bring me something else Mm -hmm. that you can bring to this team because you guys did a great breakdown the other day of Jalen Brown's contract mm-hmm. compared to Zach Levine's contract, Thank right? You, and it's he watches our show. <laughs> I'm a supporter. He does his homework <laughs> is what he does. <laughs> Still counts. <laughs> <laughs> Just catching up on what's the most recent. Thing. I can't tell you what you guys said on May seventh. We can't care. either. Admittedly, don't care. admittedly, I don't we care that don't much. Care. <laughs> what we have to say on May the seventh. <laughs> but you guys did a great breakdown about just. Like the the disparity is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Now. Zach Levine's contract does not seem like offensive right. the way maybe it did sure a year ago when he signed it. Right? He is. 
that, that I think some of that pressure is going to come off of him. Mm. I honestly believe that because when you're perceived as like, well, you're you're clearly one of, and it's not like he's not one of the highest paid players in the league, but like, yeah. that that takes a little bit of pressure off of it, like. Maybe that's a stature thing. Maybe the chip on his shoulder is there now mm-hmm. a little bit deeper because, like, well, I want more. I want to be paid that much next mm-hmm. time or next time my deal comes around. I still want to be making, like, that type of top five, top ten player money. Right. And he wants to go earn it. That's a great thing to have that type of mentality. But I feel like give me, you're paid, man. Your respect is there. And I think people perceive you in a much more positive fashion than than – than maybe even he thinks. I really think people have a high level of respect for his game. Give me something else. Now just take, like, we know you're great. I want to see you be great at something else, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Vucevic, he rebounds. He Passes. can have big nights mm-hmm. on offense as a scorer. He's a great distributor. I want Zach to just take that next step because capable, he's capable of it. Mm-hmm. He's more than willing to do it. I think his work ethic is there. Mm-hmm. I just want to mm-hmm. see it manifest itself on the floor because if that happens, now you can start to talk about this particular group mm-hmm. flirting with the top six instead of being a play-in team. Right. Speaking of which, true. we'll get uh, Adam's thoughts next on – the competition in the East and whether or not the Bulls can get back above that group of playing teams right after we take this second break. If you haven't done so yet, show our guy Adam means some love by hitting that thumbs up button if you're watching along on YouTube. Do it. Big Dave, who's next? Well, uh, baby Joey wants to go see Adam Amin, DJ. Oh, of course he does. Who doesn't? Yeah, I told him he can't because he's a baby, but (laughs) he don't want to listen to me. You must be this tall. Yeah. (laughs) Not that much taller than than an infant, but he still wants to go. He knows he does. It's I Rose, bro, so he said he's going to call A-Track, and he's going to see what happens. Oh, big time. You know, that's I Rose, man. Baby Joey, man. Because, you know, when I told him he couldn't go, he didn't get it because he, he said he didn't understand he don't understand and you know who else don't get it shady rays they don't understand why you got to pay so much money to look so damn cool they say you don't have to do that you can come holler at us we're an independent sunglasses company that is just as good as any expensive pair that is put on your face they offer that world-class product those durable frames those extremely clear optics for your outdoor and as matt peck is proven right now your indoor adventures very nice oh and also the matt peck lost in broken replacements plan oh if the hat was on his head it would have been thrown again right now already threw it oh against that wall (laughs) and let's say some glasses are on there and they went splat and they broke and they in half but guess what Matt can put them into an envelope, send them right back in the Shady Rays. What? They will send them a brand new pair. Bow. No questions asked. Unreal. Face. Amazing stuff. Or let's say you was watching the goat with some glasses and you said, damn, he looks mad cool right there. Always. I can look that cool. And then you put them glasses on and you realize you cannot because you ain't the goat. But you can send those glasses back in and get a pair that matches your awesome face just for you and being your own human being out there just like the goat does y'all as long as you do it within 30 days it's free no risk when you shop y'all and they always got your back so excuse me for the listeners out there shady rays giving away the best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com use the promo code chgo 50 percent off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades try for yourself oh the shades that are rated five stars but over 250 thousand people because the shady rays y'all where the rays are oh so shady Oh, so damn shady. Look at Sarah. It's just like, these dudes are dumb as hell. I can't believe, I can't believe that these men that I have to watch. Right. Like. <laughs> people tune in specifically That's for That's a Dave lot of people's nuts. favorite part of the show. I think part of the reason it is is because I think the rest of us can make – like, it's a, it's a very meta joke that I think you guys have found. <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> I really, this is the most engaging ad read I've ever listened. We, we listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. This is, these are the best ad reads I've ever listened to. In my I appreciate life. that. These are man. phenomenal. Thank you very much. This is like Conan O'Brien level yeah. of ad well, reads. And that's big time. That's, that's a tremendous compliment. Yeah, I promise compliment. you it's a tremendous compliment. Time. So many Conan. people who listen to a lot of sports podcasts, when they get that, okay, and here comes that break, mm-hmm. you just hit the 15th second fast forward button and yeah. see, hit it and hit it and hit it. Man. Now we got to keep the people entertained. Yeah. You guys are delightful. You only get an hour every day. Uh, You know what else is great for having a pair of Shady Rays around? Please tell me. Your your future is so so freaking bright. So angry he can't get it out. I'm so angry I can't get it out. You're upset by how bright your future is. So bright. You need sunglasses because you got your degree from Lewis University. Hey. Lewis 
students are just like you. They got full-time jobs. They got families. They have their full-time sports fandom, which, let's be honest, takes number one priority. Lewis Volleyball, outstanding. There Mm. you go. Go back to school and earn a respected degree at Lewis University, located just 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville. Ranked as one of the U.S.'s News and World Report's top-tier colleges, Mm. Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening, online, and blended scheduling formats so you can balance your work life, your sports fan life, and, yes, your family life, plus that education. Like how you put that third. Well, you know, <laughs> again, priorities. <laughs> Faculty bring real-world experience and instruction in the, to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. We often career, they offer career support and academic resources for their adult students. Maybe you're looking to complete that bachelor's degree you never finished, mm-hmm. or get yourself a master's degree, or enroll in a professional certificate program. You can do all of those things and more at Lewis University. They've got the right program for you, whatever you want to study. Maybe it's criminal justice. Maybe it's data science. Maybe it's computer science, software engineering, cybersecurity, business analytics, finance, MBA, project management, all of that. Mm. You can even study aviation if you want to. Mm. Fly. Fly. Go learn how to fly. Try yeah. it yourself. <laughs> Try it yourself. <laughs> Discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu slash you can do this. One more time, that's lewisu.edu slash you can do this. All night long. Because you can. Mm-hmm. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. 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 That was new. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out Shirtless Wonder who's out Shirtless here too Wonder. also. Ooh. I don't know if you know about Shirtless Wonder. No, he's just yet. hanging out. Just hanging out. That's our guy, Shirtless Wonder. I, hope, I think he's applying Is he sunscreen. rubbing in sunscreen? He, I, I hope he's rubbing so. on it. Oh. oh, man. Oh, man. He's focused. Needs a pair of Shady Rays. Yeah, he man. Well, he's got his heater. The chain is on. So he's doing what he does, man. That's how he rolls. Shout out Shirtless Wonder. Hey, man. He's not a care in the world. We should no, all be no. so lucky. Oh, I'm telling you. Same thing every time. Same shorts, no shirt, same chain, always a heater. That same guy. Thing, that, dude, thing. that dude does what he wants. Yes, he does. Um, all right, so we were talking earlier about how crazy this NBA offseason has been. Still nobody knows if Harden is going to be a Philadelphia 76er sure. or not. I feel like for the most part, the agreed-upon tiers start with Tier 1 being Milwaukee, Boston in the East. That's what it feels Some like. Some people have their doubts about whether or not the whole letting Smart go and bringing in Chris Dops is going to pay off for Boston or backfire, but – where do you see the Bulls in those tiers of these teams in the East are for sure getting one of these top six spots, and then here's the jumble of teams that are going to be fighting to maybe get that fifth or sixth spot or see themselves in the playing tournament? I, I feel like based on the roster, talent, personnel that the Bulls had last year, they significantly underachieved. Is that mm-hmm. fair? It mm-hmm. seems like a fair assessment yeah. based on you have three, on a, and Drummond too, but like, three recent all-star players mm-hmm. Vucevic, Le- uh, Levine, and DeRozan mm-hmm. you have two or three guys that you feel fairly confident in defensively and and one of a, them just was named to first team all defense first team all defense I and knew he was going to slide that in he can't help we got to pick up his guy not wrong we stand <laughs> not that we, the, he stands it's fine we, <laughs> we understand it <laughs> and a conference that had a lot of shifting and a lot of uncertainty with new pieces in a lot of different spots. Cleveland, New York in particular, mm-hmm. two teams that kind of rehauled what their rosters look like based on the stars that they brought in. Yeah. So you don't know how that's going to work out because the, the Cleveland probably feels like they underachieved a little bit. You know, yeah. a team that was in the top three for a little while and probably could have been in the top three mm. probably felt like, ah, we a little shorter than where, where we should have been. I bet the Knicks feel the same way. I know Knicks fans do. So <laughs> if that's the tier that we're talking about, there's no reason the Bulls shouldn't be in that mix. Mm-hmm. Pipe dream to me, I think, like, best case scenario, you have a great season. Health is fairly consistent. You don't lose Levine, DeRozan, Vucevic, Caruso for significant portions of the time. And Which I'm saying, I'm they saying, were like, pretty lucky in that regard last pretty, season. Pretty good health-wise. I'm thinking, you know, you don't miss more than – 10 games if you're any of those guys those guys all play at least 72 mm-hmm. to 75 games then this is probably a team that could finish fifth mm-hmm. why not mm-hmm. okay i don't think they're better than boston based on the current right. iteration of the roster and maybe it does doesn't work out who knows milwaukee i still think is in its window sure. it's mm-hmm. closing but they're still yeah, in yeah, it yeah, and yeah. i think they they'll continue to you make know, moves middleton's if, still there 
brought Brook Lopez back. If, you know, if, and if they have a good season and they're in the top two or top three, they'll be a contender at the mm-hmm. trade. And if they're a contender at the trade deadline, they'll make a move. And right. then somebody's going to want to go play with Giannis because they'll think they have a good shot at actually making the run, a run to the finals and winning a title. So that's still the top tier. I don't know what to think about Philadelphia. I don't know what to think about Miami mm. because of what they lost off their bench. I'll tell you, they'll be trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm I, confidently projecting that they will be trash. And I, and I a shouldn't fake even say, finals team. I shouldn't even say off their bench. <laughs> <laughs> fake finals team. Heard Jimmy him. Butler had one of the greatest runs. The, all the ball, all those guys had a never played, happened, Adam. Played out of their minds. Never happened. Max Struess had the run of a lifetime. Gabe Vince. I shouldn't even call him a bench guy. He became a starter midway through the season. <laughs> Do. So like, I, but without those guys, like that's that's a lot to replace. Mm-hmm. The, the hunger alone of of those two guys who had a lot of adversity and sure. were under un, underrated and overlooked. Like, mm-hmm. who knows what they're going to look like? So there's no reason the Bulls can't be in the mix for let's say the five. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, you should be in a playing situation. Worst, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's with you lose Zach Levine for 40 games. Right. You lose DeMar DeRozan for 25 or 30 games somehow, which never happens, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Like, catastrophe hits at some point. Much like, again, the ball injury. Like To me, that's that's what the level it's of catastrophic we're talking about, yeah, where you yeah. lose a guy and it completely derails what your team is supposed to be. Yeah. They've added depth, so maybe you can afford to, you know, it's a very guard-heavy ro- roster right now. If you lose a guard, maybe you'll be okay. But worst-case scenario, just talent-wise, you should be in the play-in mix. Mm-hmm. And that's if things go bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think this is still a team that six doesn't feel like you're overshooting at Great. this point. And that's being a conservative trying to be logical and maybe take a step back from a little bit of the fandom too and being overly conservative I think they're a six seed Mm. who in your opinion do you think is that because every season there's a monkey wrench kind of team you can have it lined up about who you think is going to be where and then there's always a team that just jumps into it and throws it off who who do you feel is that team for you is it the Bulls or is it another team that you're looking at can really jump up I think other teams would look at the Bulls as a potential wrench to throw in there that would mix some things up obviously I don't think the Bulls view themselves as that I don't think the Bulls should view themselves as that but I'm sure every person that is connected to any type of fan base or any type of organization would think because they know it a little bit more intimately the assumption is well I know that this team is better than they are so they shouldn't we shouldn't perceive them as a team worse than they are mm-hmm. um, now you got the, the, the delightful shirt on <laughs> Shout out for us. the Pistons and the Orlando Magic mm-hmm. I think are two teams I don't think they're going to be in a top six situation but they could fight Miami for if Miami struggles the way you think they might Mm -hmm. fight them for a seven fight them for an eight they could take Cleveland from maybe a five C to a seven something like that like you could really get tossed into this mix of teams just based on talent alone that Mm -hmm. you're developing and creating like an environment for I think Detroit's roster has gotten so much better just in two years with this young talent. Orlando's roster has gotten a lot better with the talent that they've brought in and how quickly they're developing. I don't know if they're going to be like a team to beat, but the games that those teams would lose last year, Mm -hmm. the same way the Bulls we were kind of talking about, they won all these close games and they lost them. It's very hard hard for two years, unless you're just bad or really, really good, Mm -hmm. to have a run where you're always winning close games or always losing close games. So I think that flips a lot of the time, and I think Mm -hmm. the Magic and the Pistons are two teams that are viable options to kind of mess things up in the Eastern Conference. Not necessarily to steal a playoff spot, but maybe steal a play-in spot from a team. Mm. We uh, we got a super chat from our guy AK who said Bulls certainly underachieved, especially with IO's play, ball after the season, Zach's knee surgery. Bulls have to start strong and not fall below 10 games uh, under 500. Bulls should win 43 to 46. Thanks for the super chat AK. I saw somebody else uh, earlier, I think it was our guy Eco being saying, oh wow, you know, fifth place mediocrity at its finest what what do you say to those bulls fans who and you know it's your job to sit there and call these these games so you know you don't have necessarily the same perspective as bulls fans who listen to arturis karnashova say something like we don't want to accept mediocrity we don't want to be a mediocre team and if you're saying hey if if this core stays healthy there's nothing preventing them from reaching the fifth or sixth seed and bulls fans saying well well that's mediocre 
So why didn't they trade sure. Zach Levine if they were getting offers this season? Why didn't they maybe shop around DeMar and Alex Caruso, who could certainly bring back some value and just start over if this is the if five or six is the best you can strive for? I don't think that's the best you can be. I think that's the most reasonable, logical way to look at it. Because mm-hmm. if they suddenly win all the close games and they're a 50-win team rather than a 43-win team. Which they were on their way to being. Now you start talking. But I'm not the type of person who can make that leap mentally I need to see it consistently because for the same for the reason that you said I you guys have the choice of turning it off mm-hmm. and you could come back two weeks later and see oh they won four out of seven mm-hmm. or four out of six and oh now they're they jumped into the five spot now let's start to think about going into top three territory right. I have to take this for my own mental stability and to keep like the season in perspective of 82 games mm-hmm. I have to wait for things to happen a little bit at at a little bit of a slower pace so I understand when you hear me say well if there's no reason they shouldn't be the five and you're like well that's terrible Mm. yeah by your standards it should be terrible (laughs) you're a fan you're supposed to want more I of course want more but I also don't have the choice of turning it off yeah if you want to you can start you can watch the first week of the season and then come back in late March and see what happened Mm -hmm. if you want to as long as you're still watching our post game as long as you you don't have to watch a game if you don't want to i have to watch every possession mm-hmm. and i gotta make sure that i'm seeing something that is sustainable yeah that's the biggest thing for just me in my position so anytime i talk about this team feel free to take it with a grain of salt or a mm-hmm. grain of sugar whatever you want to you want to take it for for more than it is or you want to dismiss it for less than it is totally fine mm-hmm. i'm just letting you know from my perspective i have to take it game to game and I'm constantly looking for like two weeks at a time and then does it connect to the previous two weeks or not right here's this two weeks they played much better are we seeing an improvement based on the previous two weeks is there something here that's sustainable that's able to be built upon itself so that when you do get to mid-march you can start to think about the hope is that you are thinking about let's think about home court advantage in a second round series now like that's what you want to that's the idea you want to get to Mm -hmm. and that also goes for me in terms of like the long-term aspect of this team like I'm not assuming that they're going to make a leap based on the lack of moves or or kind of you know worried worried more about the periphery than the core Mm -hmm. like I'm not expecting them to make a leap to become the number two seed all of a sudden but if they start to do the things that they need to do to win games and now you're stacking these up and now you get to February, March, post All-Star break, and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, maybe this is a team that could fight for number three. Mm-hmm. Now the, we'll get there when, when, when we get there. But you guys don't have to take that course, and that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's they don't. Totally fine. They but don't. we have Again, to yeah, watch all 48. I'm excited. You use this phrase course. mental stability, Adam. As someone else who also watches all 48, all 82, <laughs> do you have any secrets you can share? <laughs> he needs help. So, I, was at, I was at my wits end coming so, to the All-Star So when I was 12 year. years old, my, I, bought, I got this CD for my birthday, and then my brother bought me a turntable. Why do you think I do this bullshit? <laughs> that's, that's why do you think is? I do this? Okay. I need a break it's, from the... You know that scene in Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> yeah. when McConaughey is oh, telling man. Leo DiCaprio at lunch, of, and he, he's obviously like coked out of his mind, yeah. but he's like telling... He's right before this, yeah. right before he does Who's this, he, he starts telling him like it's like yeah, you're working with numbers, digits, a little yeah. mustard base acid, and, and yeah. he's like doing the noises. When we get to a certain point of the year, like that's what happens. Yeah, and yeah. it's just the numbers and the constant like reading of it and trying to process it is too much. So that's my advice: find a hobby that you can do for thirty minutes at a time and then get out of there. The hat, the hat. <laughs> or, yeah. or get, I'm gonna, I'm or get, get strong, durable hats. Yes, <laughs> that you can throw constantly. Or get into a canoe and occasionally paddle, which is my plan this weekend. This That'll be true. great. This is true. That'll Summer be great. That's the mental freaking. stability Completely off the board. Yeah. We seek. Me, can I ask you real quick? What you do? You have any opinion on the mid-season tournament that they're going to be starting this year? I, I don't know how to feel about it just yet. I like that they're thinking about it. It's very confusing. <laughs> it's going to get easier because, again, it, if you're a fan of European soccer, I'm not, like, a huge fan of it, but I, I play FIFA, right? Yeah. That's about as You, you That's play as those. As you can go. Again, Tuesdays and Saturdays, oh, this has a little bit of a different meaning to this particular thing. You won't notice it for the most part. Yeah. I honestly don't think that most fans will notice it. I'm thinking about ways to, like, all right, how can our production crew kind of – 
deliver this news. Oh, it's Tuesday night. Remember that these are the three teams that the yeah. Bulls are in a group with. With updates we're, on the tables. When, yeah, like, yeah, we're, and, well, we're just trying to think of ways, like, how do we do that? How do we figure that out? And we'll, we'll try to make it as simple as possible because right now it seems very complex. It's not. It won't be. Yeah. And, and for the most part, you'll kind of know what you need to know when you need to know it. Okay. And then I do think it'll add a little bit more of an element, but it's not going to happen this year. Like, you're not going to feel like a certain level of excitement this year. You may not even feel it next year. I think in three or four years, if this works – and they keep it going, and fans start to be like, all right, this is interesting. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be everything. It doesn't have to be the greatest change to the sport. It's just something to add, and hopefully it'll be less confusing for fans as it goes on, and and we as a broadcast crew are going to try to just keep it as simple as it needs to be. Okay. Uh, Sadly, we are out of time. The hours fly every time we get a chance every to chat with our guy, time. Adam Amin. You can follow him on the socials at Adam Amin. Check out his DJing stuff. It's awesome. Uh, enjoy the precious remaining days before things get real Ten busy days for away you. from Bears preseason, man. Look, you said you're also it. doing USA Basketball for the World Cup? So, yeah, they got the FIBA World Cup coming up. Their showcase before the tournament actually starts is coming up on Monday. So I'm going to be out in Vegas with Bill Raftery, which is a scary, awesome. scary, fun yes, uh, premise to throw out there. But, yeah, we'll see. I'll go get to see Mikel Bridges and Paolo Bancaro and yes. some of the guys our guy Bobby Portis is on the roster oh. so it'll be fun to see some of the guys you know uh, that, that, that you see during the season in, uh, in a different setting very cool and of course I'll always be tuned in when Adam's on the call MLB on Fox NFL on Fox yeah. Woo, we're close to playoff Just baseball we are close to NFL football mm. and then you know when a fresh bull season rolls around I, I, I mean, yeah. I, I'm just taking it for granted. I assume you and Stacey are back next season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, assumption. yeah. We're, we're, we're getting ready. Yeah, I'm getting ready. No, I'm just saying if you ever leave us local <laughs> Chicago because please. you got bigger and better things on the horizon, I'm tracking you down and not letting you leave. Please just inform <laughs> me if you know something more than I do, and uh, please let any representation know as well so I can ask some questions that I may need to ask. Everybody in the comments, throw Adam some love. Throw us the, the thumbs up. We appreciate it. Everybody here in the comments says enjoyed having you Adam we have yes. always enjoyed always. catching up with Thanks, you boys. Um, until tomorrow we will be back 4.30 central time tomorrow for another show Will is on Twitter at Will underscore Godley Big Dave Bow BWL Sports on Bulls underscore Pack. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Shout out and thanks to our wonderful producer Sarah on the controls today. We'll talk to you next time. This man Adam and me right here. That's him. Telling y'all to see red and be good.